Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope everyone had a good weekend. It is December 6, 2021. A lot to get into over the weekend. Um, a lot went down, obviously, in the NFL Week 13, as well as the college football uh, conference championship games coming to an end, uh, which we now have our four teams with the college football playoffs. Um, which I will probably dive into most likely either later today or in tomorrow's episode. Um, you know, it was obviously a weekend full of just expected things, not a whole lot of chaos in college football. Um, but bowl games are on the way. Um, have our final four teams set, so that should be great. Uh, week 13, a lot of teams, um, you know, Got some key victories, uh, especially one team that definitely had been looking for a win, got one. Um, definitely will say questions continue to kind of circulate about Chicago and Minnesota. Um, look at, you know, Arizona, got Kyler Murray back. Um, and a couple of missed opportunities uh, for some teams in this, uh, you know, this week. So, obviously, the NFC playoff picture coming to focus. You know, the Packers were on a bye. Um, you know, and it's going to be really interesting to see how things finish out. The scenarios that will play out for a lot of teams that are still on the hunt. The NFC East has gotten a little more interesting as of late um, for a couple of teams. Although, I'm not the team that I was hoping would be in the hunt. Uh, so, you know. So many things are going to kind of go down as we go along into the final stretch of weeks here in the NFL 21 season. So let's get right into it and recap week 13 here. Uh, let's start with Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks winning 30-17 to over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, had Tom, Tom Brady threw four touchdown passes in this game. You know, Cameron Braid had one of those for net. I think Gronkowski also caught one as well. Um, pretty interesting game, you know. Atlanta did play well, um, and uh, you know they did play well in the first half, uh, kind of keeping it close. You know, Brady did have that one interception that was uh, returned for a touchdown in the closing minutes of the second quarter, which I think why did the Bucks even decide to even. Uh, you know, pass the football in that situation, but they were backed up and kind of threw a pass that wasn't really a pass to be made there, and you know that was a pick uh, for the for the Falcons there. You know, so Atlanta has some momentum heading into the halftime break, but in the second half, they just really never were able to score and take advantage of that. You know, there are too many three and outs. The offense just struggled to pass protect. Um, Matt Ryan as well. Uh, you just saw a little bit more better effort from the Buccaneers overall in terms of just making plays. And, you know, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson didn't have that much success um, as they did in the first half. And the Bucs just kind of rallied and, and took that and were able to, to secure the victory in, in this one. The Arizona Cardinals improved to 10-2 and two, um, with the win over the Chicago Bears. 33 to 22. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins made their return to the lineup, missing three games with injuries. Um, you know, 
the Cardinals were able to, as an offense, look like they usually do. Uh, uh, gain off to a good start. Uh, the defense came with uh, four turnovers in this game. You know, Chicago obviously just didn't execute really well in some plays. Uh, you know, Dalton obviously was starting as, you know, Fields continues to recover from injury. Um, but Cardinals just were really methodical. James Conner had a nice game. The Bears, you know, despite all their, uh, you know, injuries and deficiencies, they still put up a decent game. But, you know, the, the creativity and the lack of scoring, the lack of execution just was, was there. And to me, Chicago uh, is going to need to make a change. And it's not to say that, you know, Matt Nagy obviously has had some success as a coach. We look at the last few years for Matt Nagy and... You know, there's just a sense that the Bears just don't really have a whole lot of confidence right now. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's on players to execute and do, you know, what they're supposed to do. But coaching really just hasn't been the strongest for Chicago this season. Um, you know, playmaking-wise, uh, they just haven't been that great in terms of getting things done. And they need some kind of change. They have, obviously, Justin Fields. You know, he's looked promising. You know, looked promising as a quarterback so far in his first year. Uh, got to pass protect better and run block better, and that's where the Bears got to really make a change, I think, in my mind. Um, you know, obviously he's won some games this year, but look at where the Bears started and where they are right now. I mean, yeah, Khalil Mack got injured, and other things have kind of transpired since. But you know, the Bears are supposed to be better than this, and I think that they're going to have to make a change sooner rather than later uh, coming up uh, either end of the season or uh, fairly soon in my in my opinion the LA Chargers picked up a big victory over the Cincinnati Bengals 41 to 22 uh, this was the kind of game the Chargers had to play uh, they need this win in a big time way and Justin Herbert played like it had three touchdowns Mike Williams had over 100 yards receiving Keenan Allen also had a touchdown in this game. Um, the Chargers scored 24 straight points to open this game up. I mean, they really had it working in all cylinders. You know, their defense was doing a really good job. They did get a pick six of, um, I think, of Joe Burrow, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, the turning point in this game was really, you know, the Bengals did make, make a comeback. You know, they made a comeback with Mixon and with T. Higgins. Really do much of the work. Turning point was that fumble return by the Chargers. Um, you know, I think the Char- you know, Cincinnati was in a scoring position. Um, I think either a player got a hit or something happened there where he fumbled the football. Either Mixon or the other running back. Uh, but that was the turning point in this game where uh, the Chargers got that turnover and were able to put it away. And that was the thing with the Chargers, right? It's about finishing games and playing a complete game. And they definitely did. Their defense was able to give Burrow a, t- you know, a tough day. He didn't have a whole lot of success. He did injure his finger, I believe, in this game as well. Um, you know, he still toughed it out, although. Uh, but you know, Burrow just wasn't as crisp or as sharp in some spots that he could have been in. Um, and the Chargers really took advantage of that. You know, the Bengals turned the ball over a lot in this game. They had four turnovers. Um, they just need a little bit more better. Um, uh, you know, protection in some areas. 
and he got sacked also I think a little bit as well in this game so the Chargers give them credit they got a big win uh, Knights want to see if they kind of keep it going consecutively uh, going forward into the next few games they have coming up the Detroit Lions picked up their first win of the season and how about that the Lions uh, were able to beat the Minnesota Vikings 29 to 27 uh, Detroit played really well I mean they came out and played uh, aggressive they scored a lot of points in that second quarter um, you know it was a game in which you saw Minnesota's offense play very well I mean Kirk Cousins was getting it done in some key spots I mean they put up I think a couple of scores late uh, to put themselves ahead in this game but you know KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson uh, doing that. I mean, Minnesota was just really good early on, and then they kind of picked it up late. Um, there were some missed opportunities for them, no doubt. Um, but coming back to the Lions, I mean, Jared Goff did play one of his better games of the season. Um, the Vikings' defense on that final like play that the, uh, that the Lions had to win the game, I mean, it looked like it was a prevent defense type of look. Uh, it was just not the right play call. I don't know what Mike Zimmer, that defense, was thinking. I mean, you got to pressure uh, Jared Goff or don't let him sit back and throw. It felt like, you know, they just ran to the end zone. And, you know, the, the way they played it, it was kind of a tough one. I mean, it could have been incomplete, but you have them, you know, you give them that, that much space on the football field. And they pretty much, you know, Amona St. Brown, I think, just ran pretty much a straight route and, and a comeback pretty much and I mean that was just really an easy an easy touchdown to give to the uh, Detroit Lions you know could have been better in that situation um, it just really came down to Minnesota just this is the thing with Minnesota right they've been so up and down this season and their defense their offense I mean sometimes the offense has played really really poor but they've still been able to put these teams ahead in the games. But, I mean, you just look at it. Mike Zimmer, this is the type of games that you, you see from him defensively. You're thinking, like, is this what they really need, you know? And, and that, that was the thing with, with the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they had, obviously, a tough stretch of losses this year, close games and everything. And that's the thing with Mike Zimmer is that, you're seeing improvement in some areas, and then they kind of go back and fall back to the same thing. And yeah, Dalvin Cook obviously injuries, no doubt. That was a big one, you know, not having him. But you know, Vikings are sitting at five and seven now, and you know their window to make the postseason is a little bit shorter than it was, you know. And that is the thing, you know, they are the games that they're supposed to be winning. They lost those games, and. Um, Hopefully they find a way to get it corrected ahead of their Thursday night football matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Colts shut out the Houston Texans. Uh, I think 31 to zip in this game. Uh, the Colts improved to seven and six as a result. Jonathan Taylor had a big game on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, the defense for the Colts was pretty good. Houston just could not manufacture anything on offense they just really struggled to get anything going at all I mean Leonard on that defense was just uh, 
you know, they did what they're supposed to do. They got pressure. They shut down a lot of things. They got a couple of turnovers. It was just an easy victory for the Colts um, in this one. The Miami Dolphins uh, picked up, I think, their fifth straight victory uh, to improve the six and seven with a twenty to nine win over the Giants. Uh, Tua had a nice game, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Waddle played very well. The Giants just really couldn't get anything going as much. They stalled for field goals without Daniel Jones. Uh, the pass rush, in, uh, the, pa- the pass rush wasn't as effective. I mean, it was a close game early on, but. You know, Giants defense eventually just could not, uh, you know, hold on to to any more. They get a, a couple of scores, and you know, obviously a, a tough loss for the Giants. Uh, just knowing because you know, look at the teams ahead of them in the division. You know, it was just one of those games where they just needed more from their playmakers, needed more um, from Saquon Barkley, who I mean, he had an okay game, but uh, they just struggled to move the ball, and Miami. Uh, just got to win by just playing to their strengths and doing what they've been doing during this winning streak. The Philadelphia Eagles won 33-18 to over the Jets. I did pick this as an upset. You know, it was a close game in the first half. I mean, both teams played pretty well. Gardner Minshew ended up playing for Philadelphia. There were a lot of interesting calls in this game. Um, you know, you saw the running game for the Eagles kind of do some good things. They they just really dominated time possession. They scored on their first seven straight drives, I think. They had seven straight scoring drives, the Eagles did. Um, you know, 145 yards rushing. You know, so the Jets defense was on the field a lot. Uh, they had a rough day, really stop, trying to stop the Eagles on a lot of these plays. Uh, Zach Wilson looked slightly better. Had one, you know, interception there, which maybe he would have liked back. Uh, but the Eagles just rely on their running game and their you know, garden ministry just doing a good job of just making things happen. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of interesting, you know, how Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith are being used in this offense. I mean, they really didn't have much going in this game. I don't know if that was the game plan or not, but the Eagles just ran the ball a lot uh, with Sanders, I think, in the game. And, um,. You know, it's great to see the running game be a factor because that's helped the Eagles been better. But, you know, Devonta Smith and Rager, I thought they would be a little more aggressive in getting the ball to those guys in this game. Um, but, yeah, a lot of penalties, a lot of interesting things in this game. But it was a, a competitive game, and you saw some things that maybe, you know, uh, the Jets can improve from. The Eagles now improved to 6-7 and seven and sit right there close to... Um, and, and one of those wild card spots. They're very close to, to the, one of the wild card spots. So the Eagles are now, I think, going to have a bye week next week. So they are going to be a team to watch down the stretch to see how they kind of finish out and where their city might be if they do end up finding themselves in a spot of the NFC um, playoff picture. Washington uh, improved to 6-6 six and six with a 17-15 win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Same score they had, I think, last week. Um, you know, you look at Washington. They play. They have played very well, I've got to say. Um, you know, in terms of how they've looked during this winning streak. They've won their fourth straight game. I have to give them credit. I mean, they felt, I thought they were really out of it. Um, but they came back, and they've been really, really good. You saw the running game be a factor. Taylor Heineke has looked much better as of recent weeks. 
Um, you know, I think Brian Johnson had a game-winning kick for the uh, Washington football team. You know, overall, you just looked at it. Uh, the Raiders just really started out slow, and that's been the problem with the Raiders all season long. It's starting out slow, not being able to get enough big plays, and Derek Waller, I think, was out for this game, if I remember correctly. Um, Deshaun Jackson, Zay Jones, Hunter Redflo. I mean, they didn't really have a big game, as I thought they would have it, you know. The Raiders just really came out with flat. And I thought they'd play much better offensively. I thought their car would play much better offensively. And they didn't get downfield enough in this game. And they didn't really take advantage. Washington defense was good in a lot of spots for sure. But it just felt like the Raiders could have been much better uh, offense. Especially when they had the ball. Uh, and, you know, they weren't able to, able to put it away uh, with a touchdown. Which allowed Washington to have a chance to... You know, just go for a field goal and win the game, pretty much. The LA Rams uh, snapped their three-game, I think, losing streak with a 37-7 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sony Michelle had a strong game uh, for the Los Angeles Rams in this one. Uh, you look at it, I mean, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, Van Jefferson all caught touchdown passes. The Jags just really struggled to make this a game. Uh, their defense did play well in the in the early going, but this offense had three outs. Trevor Lawrence did have some struggles here and there. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars just need some type of changes to their offensive, you know, court. I think they have to make a change at either offensive coordinator or some positions because they just really aren't able to move the ball and you know it's one thing obviously you know Lawrence is doing the best he can obviously there are some situations where he's looked a little bit you know off at times but the playmaking the the passing element of this offense just really isn't that great right now and the Rams were able to get a couple of turnovers which really hurt the Jaguars chances in this one I mean it was the kind of game that Stafford needed to get right you know you look at it um, obviously the Rams have some more tougher games coming up you know you know uh, so it's all about how do they finish and how do they do it because then they have a matchup next week possibly against the Cardinals you know so it's gonna be interesting to watch how the Rams do I mean they obviously need more of their defense to play like this and their offense to play like this if they want to make things happen overall the Pittsburgh Steelers got a huge win over uh, the Baltimore Ravens 20-19 you know I felt like the Ravens were going to win this game because of their offense but the Steelers really uh, played very spirited uh, they played much better than they looked last week uh, you know it was a game in which the Ravens definitely um, had control of this game early on they pretty much led the majority of the way um, but the Steelers really just found ways to make it interesting. I mean, the Ravens had that one impressive drive, which, you know, lasted over, like, 10 minutes, I think, a 15-play, 99-yard drive. Uh, Tucker, obviously, had a field goal, uh, a couple of field goals in this one, you know. Uh, but the Steelers, just, their defense really, you know, gave their offense a chance in this game. They they got to Lamar Jackson. They pressured him quite a bit. Um the Ravens just struggled to push the ball down the field. There were a couple of drop passes. 
by Mark Andrews um, in this one. Deontay Johnson kind of made up for his touchdown drop in the first half with getting two, I think, two scores late, um, you know, in this game. And you look at the Steelers, uh, they just really um, did a good job of keeping Lamar Jackson, like, under wraps, not letting him have a lot of success when he ran the ball, you know, in terms of, you know, what he, he can do. I thought they would try to run the ball on the edge a lot more, and the Ravens just didn't, didn't do that well enough. Uh, the pass protection kind of broke down, and Lamar definitely missed some throws as well in some spots. Um, but Big Ben, you know, he played really well in that final stretch. You know, you know, you saw him make some good plays. You saw the offense move with Harris a little bit. You know, it was a kind of game that the Steelers just really did a good job of sticking around and making it, you know, typical for their offense. Now, the Ravens did have a chance uh, to tie this game at the end because you know, Lamar Jackson did lead a drive down the field in the final minute or so. Um, he found Watkins for the touchdown. Now, you know, the Ravens could have went for the extra point, um, but knowing in that game they also had Marlon Humphrey who suffered an injury, and the Ravens went for the win. And people were like, oh, wait, why would they go for the win? Just tie the game to overtime. You know, John Harbaugh, uh, obviously one of the best coaches in the, you know, in the NFL, and you look at you know what he said after the game, I mean, it felt like they, they wanted to get that momentum back. The Steelers really had gained all that momentum, right? Because you had you had the game. You're you're up 13 to nine, and then you find yourself down 20 to 13. Um, and so the Steelers had all the momentum, and knowing that the Ravens were already thin at cornerback, I mean, it went to overtime, and the Steelers got the ball. It would have been a really big opportunity for the Steelers to, to kind of win the game. So the situation was interesting. It was a gutsy call, no doubt. But this is why Lamar Jackson. This is why John Harbaugh. You know. They. This is what Lamar Jackson. You know, this is what they wanted to do. Um, they're a team that likes to take chances. I mean, obviously the analytics and stuff like that, better their decisions. To me, it was more like Baltimore was just looking, really trying to like gain that momentum and really end the Steelers' season. And it was a great play call. Uh, Lamar Jackson a little bit off on that throw, but it was a bobble by Mark Andrews, and it fell incomplete. And the Steelers kind of hanged on. So. Great game. I mean, it was the kind of game you expected from both teams. I thought the Ravens would do a little bit more better. Um, but that situation, that call, I think that it was the right call to make. Just knowing how the Ravens do like to be aggressive. And if you have that much confidence in your quarterback and your offense to get it done th- down there in the end zone, then you got to take your chances. Um, so, you know, you could say the Ravens could have just played for overtime and did that. But looking at their body language, what they say after the game, I mean... You kind of look at it, and there were a lot of opportunities that they had in that game that got away from them. And they were frustrated, no doubt. You saw it on the, on the sidelines with the Ravens. They wanted to push the ball down the field. They didn't really do, do a good job of doing so. And in that situation, you score the touchdown, go for two. Majority of the time, you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback running the football or passing the football in that situation. Good things happen. But that time, it didn't. The execution was a little bit off. Um, so the Steelers, as a result, got a big win to save their season. And um, the Ravens now kind of fall back a little bit in the AFC number one seed. So it's going to be interesting to see how these teams respond from this one. Um, but the Steelers definitely got a big one here. And I think that it was 
one that you saw the Steelers defense, TJ Watt, and this defense do a good job of getting Lamar Jackson, getting sacks, and playing more spirited than they played last week. The Seattle Seahawks ended their losing streak with the 30-23 win over the 49ers. This was a bit of a sloppy game between both teams. You saw Jimmy Garoppolo play well at times, but also had a couple of interceptions. George Kittle had a nice game overall. But for Seattle, this was the kind of game they needed to play. Obviously, they've lost quite a few games and were out of it pretty much. Um, you know, so they Seattle just played much better. They executed much better than, than they did. Russell Wilson played well. Tyler Lockett had some good, good, you know, good possessions, good touchdowns in this game. And it was a game in which... Um, the Niners had a chance. They had a chance to win it, or sorry, to tie it late in this game. And you know, the Seattle defense actually stopped them on on all four plays, I believe. So, you know, the Niners could have been a little bit better in some areas. You know, you know, they obviously had the lead in this game, and then they, you know, Seattle came back, and you just saw the Seahawks, you know, Seahawks offense play a little bit better and, and more more in sync especially in the fourth quarter so a uh, nice win for the Seattle Seahawks their season although I think still despite everything um, you know uh, the Seahawks season is really to me uh, almost over but they got a win and a big need you know uh, you know at least for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and this the Seattle defense they gotta they gotta win the Niners on the other hand Drop six and six. They still they still are in a good spot to make the postseason. But these next games they have coming up um, uh, are really going to be telling for the 49ers uh, because you know you've seen their offense kind of click much better, their defense play much better. This one was kind of one that they got away from them and Jimmy Garoppolo in the end. The Denver Broncos lost to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, 22-9. You know, this was a game in which the Chiefs just really uh, played well, didn't turn the ball over as much. I think they just had one turnover, which was the interception that Patrick Mahomes threw. But for the most part, I mean, you saw the Chiefs really be in control of this game. Uh, Their offense did some decent things, you know. Denver's defense brought it. Uh, you know they definitely played well. It's the offense of the Broncos that really let them down in this game and the special teams. You know because you look at Patrick Mahomes, he didn't throw for a touchdown even. He didn't throw for a touchdown. Um, you know I think they were obviously a lot of field goals if I remember correctly. Uh, it was just a game in which the Broncos just could not get a whole lot of production from Corlin Sutland, Jerry Judy. Uh, you know, the running game was good. The running game was good for the Broncos, but the Broncos failed to score, um, you know, down in the end zone. They were down 10-3. to um, And then, you know, Teddy Bridgewater uh, threw a pick, which you know, he got pressured into it, and he threw a pretty bad pass that was returned for a touchdown in this game. I think that was a little, little touchdown in this game. Uh, but the Chiefs' defense was just really good. They really got after... Um, you know, Bridgewater, they didn't let the Broncos get too much explosive plays down the field. Mahomes did enough where they moved the offense, the running game did its thing. Travis Kelsey was good in some spots. You saw, you know, 
Tyreek Hill do some nice things. The Chiefs just really relied on, uh, you know, winning the field position battle, uh, playing good back-end coverage, and, you know, they just got a couple of big plays on defense. Their defense has improved, and they've been on a win- this winning streak as a result with their defense playing very well, doing a much better job of getting to the quarterback and pressuring certain things. So the Broncos missed a good opportunity. Vic Vangio on that defense did play well um, for the most part. Um, but there was also that special teams miscue by the uh, Broncos where on the return or you know on the punt, like, you know, kind of a situation where, like, the Chiefs player kind of pushed one of the Broncos presented upon returners. So it was a tough one for the Broncos because they had a chance still despite their, you know, lack of scoring. They they still had a chance, but that, that miscue really turned it quite a bit. And then after that, then that pick really kind of ended the chance of the Broncos. So, you know, Denver still has a chance. Uh, they're, I think they're 6-6 six and six now. You have the Chiefs are 8-4. and four. Um, You know, but the Broncos missed an opportunity um, to kind of make a ground and make it interesting. So all of a sudden now you have the Chiefs and the um, Chargers who are very close to each other in, in, in the rankings. And, you know, that just puts even more pressure on both teams ahead of their showdown in Los Angeles in a few weeks. So, week 13 is going to end with um, the Patriots and Bills, and hopefully that will be a great game between both teams. A lot is going to be really telling about this game. Um, we're going to find out which quarterback can really make the plays that they have to make uh, in this one late to get the, team with their, get the team to victory in this one in the league of the East.